Welcome to the Agent on the Go podcast. I'm your host, Jason L. I'm a four-year uh, farmer's insurance agent located in Colleyville, Texas. And I have a very special guest today. Um, she is a pillar in the community. She does a lot of business in the Grapevine area. And I wanted to introduce her to everybody because she's helped me and my family um, with some personal uh, business matters that we had to take care of. So she's originally from Grapevine. She left for a little bit, but now she is back. She has five very attractive, wonderful, very substantial children who will do wonderful things in the world. And she is the owner of the Silvis Law Group and now also Bricks and Minifigs. And we'll talk about both of those shortly. My guest today is Miss Tammy Silva. Tammy, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I hope so. You look a little nervous, but well, it's just a conversation. So we'll have a good time. <laughs> um, but I mentioned, you know, all the things you do in the community. I know you're a big member in the chamber. You do lots and tons of events. Um, and I recently did an event that was inspired by you. So I wanted to thank you for that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Wow. Um, but you handle a subject that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Um, when my wife came to me and I'm kind of beating around the bush here, but so Tammy does a lot of estate planning. So wills and trusts and business transactions for the end of your life. And when my wife first came to me and said, Hey, we have a meeting downtown with an attorney and we're going to talk about a will. I was like, no, I'm not, we're not. No, I don't want to do that. That's not on the list today. Um, but I came and you had a fantastic system. It actually made me think about a lot of things that I think most people don't think about. So how did you start this? Like most people, people that I know that are lawyers, like I want to do corporate law or I right. want to be, uh, you know, I want to put bad guys in jail. You want to do wills and trusts. Why? Actually, I did want to put bad guys in jail. <laughs> So when I went to law school, I had planned on going into criminal okay. and family law. Okay. And after spending my first year clerking in those types of positions, I was like, these are awful. I do not want to do this. Mm -hmm. But I was um, given a commission to the Army okay. JAG Corps mm -hmm. my second year okay. of law school. And for those of you that don't know, law school three years. So I didn't have to worry about where I was going because I was going off into the Army. Well... After graduation, passing the bar, and um, getting ready to go, well, I ended up being pregnant with my first child, um, and I could not accept my commission okay. and go in at that time. So I did what was right in front of me, which was real estate, which led me to doing people's wills, which led me to realize I love this area of law because I'm helping families actually do things to protect what they have. Mm -hmm protect their family and to keep everybody together. Okay. So I love it. And that's pretty much what I've done now, ever since then. Now, do most people come to you with the same reaction that I had, where it's like, this is not, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have these conversations. Yeah. So I had somebody in here earlier today. He was like, back was hurting. My stomach hurt. I felt like I was going to vomit. I didn't want to go talk about it. Yes. You are not alone in that. Okay. And it's mostly men who have that reaction. We're weak. We're, we're babies. <laughs> That's why women have babies. That's the exact reason why. We don't like to do this. We don't like to do the hard things. Yeah. I mean, nobody things. wants to talk about yes. their frailties, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's incapacity or death. Mm -hmm. I try to make it really as painless as possible. You really did. The check. So the checklist is fantastic. And the homework that you gave us where we had to sit down at the table and actually have these conversations. What happens if you die? What happens if I die? Who gets the kids? And that brought up very 
interesting conversation. Um, so yeah, so like it's a very challenging subject. And I imagine a lot of things change in the industry a lot, and a lot of things change with regulations that you kind of have to keep up with. So how do you how do you handle all that in your in your business? Well, so things change, but probably in my area not as drastically as in a lot of other areas mm -hmm. of law. Um, and you just I just pivot, you okay. know. I mean, or I'll alert my clients, hey, this law has changed. We need to come in and have a conversation about it. That's one thing that we try to do uh, is keep open lines of communication with the client, do regular reviews so we can say, oh, yeah, we did this planning, but now your life has changed in this way and we mm -hmm. need to change something. Or the law is now saying something different, mm -hmm. so we're going to have to make some edits. That's, that's probably the biggest area to stay on top of mm -hmm. is getting the clients to come back in to update their planning so that it reflects the new, new okay. life, new laws. <laughs> gotcha. So now you've embarked on this new venture that has nothing to do with your old venture. Absolutely not. So, so how did this happen? Because I'm my, see, I think the original Bricks and Minifigs was open for four years or so. It was five. Five, five years. years. Mm -hmm. um, and then magically it was gone. One day I was like, oh, that's too bad. My son really liked that store. And then mm -hmm. I find out that you are now the owner. So how did that happen? Yeah, so that's a really great question. And um, kind of sort of haphazardly, I think my life works that way. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't something I thought of. But I found out that uh, they were going to be closing down, potentially selling. I started looking into it. My son, my oldest son, had been working there okay. in college and maybe late high school. Anyway, working there, and he, he loved it. So he, just a little background on him, he every summer goes and works in a kid's camp. Okay. He's worked in an orphanage in uh, Mexico. He, he loves children mm -hmm. and uh, leading them and teaching them and encouraging them. So bricks and minifigs, he loves Legos too. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I can't tell love that. Legos. I know. Everyone right. likes Legos. <laughs> um, so when I, when I found that out, I thought, huh, that's a kind of, that's a great place for him. And I started looking into it mm -hmm. as far as, you know, what it would look like for an investment, looked okay. into the franchise and ended up working through some issues and then working with corporate and decided to take over that franchise as they were leaving the, the old owners. Okay. And it was just a, it was almost, so you think I want to send my kid to the right college, mm -hmm. right? I want my kid to be in the right type of business that's going to help him achieve. Mm -hmm. And to me, for him, it was this. So let's okay. invest in this together and teach you how to run a business and mm -hmm. run a business that you love and cherish and are good at. Okay. As opposed to let me just, pour money into a degree that you may yeah, never use. use like my parents did it's great yeah. it's fine not a big deal they're not resentful of me at all it's fine not at all so now you have these two businesses um how active are you in the bricks and minifigs business? is he basically just running it and you're just like i'm just kind of the money behind it or are you kind of involved as well so i'm teaching him how to run a business okay so there's a daily conversation mm -hmm. about hey okay now this we need to look at this i was at the owner's conference last week mm -hmm. with him helping him sort through marketing ideas and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm behind the scenes. Okay. I do show up at the store at least once a week. Mm -hmm. I was there for the grand opening. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have a lot to say in how the store was laid out and okay. you know what we choose to do, but more and more I'm gonna be giving that off to him. And we okay. do have another manager there that was with the prior owners as okay. well, and she's fantastic. So between the two of them, the store can almost run itself. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Fantastic. So, so now you're okay. So you have all these businesses and you have five kids. Yeah. Successfully raised five kids because they're all very successful. How did you manage to balance? I have my five kids. I have my thriving law practice, and now I have my bricks and minifigs. So there's a lot of moving parts. I would imagine to your world. How how have you navigated that? So it's funny that you hold your hands out and you like you you show each one as an individual kind of section. So I think of myself a lot of times as a ringmaster. <laughs> Okay. It's a circus around me all the time. <laughs> okay. And this is going on in this ring and this is going on in this ring. Mm -hmm. And I just have to make sure that the people in that ring are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Okay. And it's the constant moving from one to the other mm -hmm. and making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be okay. doing. Gotcha. Um, but I think I'm, I'm pretty good at that and maintaining my sanity through it all. Okay. And I teach people to be independent thinkers. Okay. I, when it comes to my kids, I'd say that's probably the, the biggest piece of them being where they are at this point in their mm -hmm. lives is I have always let them and taught them to be independent thinkers so they don't have to come to me for okay. everything. Now I know, so a couple of them do work for you currently. Mm -hmm. Have all of you them worked in the law firm at some point or no? Yeah. No. Okay. So just the oldest two. So, and because, well, the oldest, not, the oldest is working at Bridget yes. Many Figs, JJ. And then Nick is my second oldest and he works, he started working in my law firm when he started getting an interest in government and law, okay. and that's when he fell in love with it and decided to go to law school. Mm -hmm. So he's currently in law school, okay. and I, I, I tease, but he is my heir apparent and successor <laughs> to the throne. Okay, we all have to have one <laughs> for the law office. But now my daughter, uh, she just needed a part-time job. She asked if she could work for me to get experience in working with people. Okay, she fell in love with it too. So she's planning to go to law school. Okay. So that's kind of how they, ha I didn't wrangle my kids into the job. Yeah, they, for something actually, like this is going to be yours yeah, eventually. They actually wanted to. Funny that you say that because I do a lot of business succession planning and a lot of my clients will say like, yeah, my kids are going to, you know, inher inherit this or they're going to take over. And the more we get into it, we realize the kids don't want it. Yeah. So it is normal for the kids not to want to step into their parents' mm -hmm. shoes. I just... I don't know how I, I don't know, lucked upon it. They, they actually <laughs> they do. They just want to do it. They <laughs> so want they want to build on. the practice with me. Okay. Um, so that's how that happened. And then I told you how the other bricks yes. and many things happened. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, but I do have the one kid who's doing nothing okay. related to any of it. So, you know. <laughs> There's always one. There's always one outlier. So you got to work through those challenges. Um, so I mentioned earlier, you have a very interesting marketing plan for your law practice. And it kind of inspired me to do a recent event. So you do wine and wills. Yes. And I think when you first started, you did it like twice a year or once a quarter. And now, from what I understand, you do it like twice a month. Yeah. So how did this happen? Like explain to people what wine and wills is because this, this is how you suckered me and my wife into doing this. <laughs> um, I thought we were just going to go have some wine. And next thing I know, I'm signing documents and signing away what I want done with my organs when I pass away. Yeah. So how did wine and wills start and how has it transformed your, your business? So I found out about some attorneys doing a wine and wills program in California. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's a big wine country. And I thought, well, grapevine, you know, wine, people, is at least grapevine is selling itself, mm -hmm. having wine. Texas has its own little mini wine country. And um, the point is you want people to be educated so that they know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. It is not unusual for somebody to say, oh, yeah, I need a will here, draw up a will. Okay, you're done. But they don't really know what they did or why they did it or what their alternatives could have been. Yep. 
And so Wine and Wills is a good place to hear about, oh, this is what is all involved. This is what would happen if I didn't do any planning. This is what would happen. And so I tell the story of a family that goes through hardships. Oh, I remember. Um, I remember very clearly. And have alcohol to help you <laughs> offset those yes. devastating moments. Absolutely. But that way the client, the potential client could picture themselves or their family. Oh my gosh, I really should do some planning. I believe that when you educate people right, that they will make the better, the right decisions. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make decisions for my clients. I want them to make decisions for themselves. So it really helps both of us to go through a session of here's all the things, you know, and see another family deal with mm -hmm. hardships so that when we actually sit down together, they do decide to use me, that they have a better idea of the discussion that we can have. Okay, gotcha. So what has been the most, and obviously you can't use names because these are legal proceedings, but what is like the most, out, what is the largest case you've had as a, for a transition or for an estate planning purpose? So largest is, is um, kind of a misnomer in my world because I could say, you know, multi-million dollars. Mm -hmm. There's different planning for that than somebody who doesn't have a lot. But mm -hmm. sometimes there's more in-depth planning for somebody who needs to have their estate prepared for Medicaid mm -hmm. and not having to pay the state back. And, okay. you know, so largest really doesn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. What I tell my clients all the time is it's really about what assets you have, how they're held, and what your ultimate needs are going to be, okay. how you want them distributed, mm -hmm. because of something that looks very simple can actually be way more complex. Okay. I would say my most complex clients are the ones that have multiple business, multiple real estate holdings, kids from prior marriages, okay. and we're trying to work all of that together and make sure that everyone's protected at every potential stage mm -hmm. of life. Okay. So what are the most common questions that people come to you with when they come to your Let's say your wine and wills meeting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, common questions. A, a big question is always, well, I have a will, right? So I don't, my family's good and I'm not going to need to, they're not going to go through court problems mm -hmm. and, and know that's the opposite of the truth. That was a the will, first thing I learned when yeah, I went to your class. <laughs> a will has to be probated. Yes. It's only worth the paper that it's written on mm -hmm. if it doesn't go through a court process. Mm -hmm. So that is a common misunderstanding that people wake up to. Oh, so a will doesn't keep me out of court and out of conflict. No, <laughs> actually puts you right in court. Yes. And there are alternatives to that. But there are also, there are ways that we can do things um, through beneficiary designations. There's ways that we can do things through trust, simply or complex trust mm -hmm. that help your family stay more connected in the process as opposed to things that can kind of pull them apart. Gotcha. Okay. And that's always my goal. Um, I guess that's the main question. What is a trust? How does a trust work when we get into this trust conversation? Mm -hmm. And then the other big misunderstanding for, for most people are, oh, wait, when I say no one can make decisions for you except you and a probate judge, mm -hmm. people always believe that their spouse can make legal decisions mm -hmm. for them they, no you can't. there's you can't mm -hmm. and so that's a big misunderstanding okay. that i usually clear up pretty quickly <laughs> so how many of these events are you doing a month at this point we're doing about two okay about two a month right mm -hmm. now yeah okay. and it's still you still i remember when i went it was a packed room i imagine still packed rooms um are you the only one doing them or is there someone else within your group that is doing them as well i am currently the only one Ooh. that's doing them okay I hope to train 
my son who mm -hmm. works for me who's in law school to do them. But you have, in order to do those and do those well, you have to know how to field questions. Mm -hmm. So to have someone who doesn't have as in-depth understanding of everything that's behind the story, mm -hmm. it's kind of putting them out there ready to be asked questions that, that they, they can't, they they're can't not ready answer. For. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So where do you see your law group being in the next five years? That's I mean, a, you've been doing this for a little bit and now yeah. your, your children are starting to get involved. So what is your exit strategy? So I've practiced law uh, for almost 25 years, either by myself with a partner, uh, had attorneys work for me. I took some time off, didn't have a practice, and then I came back, and this is my practice. So my exit strategy, personally, is my, is, is my children at this point. <laughs> but I am, um, in the next year, planning to hire some another attorney. Okay. I want to grow this firm to be a substantial firm in the community hmm. that follows the way that I see that this practice should be done, mm -hmm. which is relationship-based, not transactional-based. Mm -hmm. We want to build, I want to build relationships from the firm to the community so people know that their assets are protected, their children are protected in case something happens to them. Yep. First step is getting my son out of, you know, out of law school. He's got to get through the process But there will first. be <laughs> other attorneys that I, I do bring on. So okay. I am in the process of building the firm. Fantastic. So now that you've started your business, you have the two businesses, it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not something that you can just kind of do overnight. What, what steps did you take when you first started to get off the ground and get running? In this, in the law practice? And so the law practice first. What steps did I take? Well, one thing is to know where you're wanting to head. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I had said, you know, I want to maintain small then I hire accordingly and mm -hmm. I bring on clients accordingly. But I knew where I, I when I came back from a, a hiatus, uh, from, not have, from not having a law firm to back to having my own firm, I knew I wanted to grow it and build something in this community. Mm -hmm. And so it's knowing and starting to move five steps ahead of where you are. So you have to start marketing. Mm -hmm. Even though I have maybe one staff member at that time, I'm marketing like I have four. Okay. So that... I start bringing in that client, then I have to hire mm -hmm. the four. Being willing to hire before you see the actual yeah. income mm -hmm. that's paying for that hire is huge in any business yep. of being able to grow. Mm -hmm. um, also, starting with you, your footprint, you might, so if I always relate businesses to uh, a building. Okay. You, know, you build your foundation where you, to the size of the building that you want the building ultimately to be. Mm -hmm. If I started with my foundation being really tiny, it's harder for me to grow the building around it because then I have to keep adding on the foundation. So okay. that's that, okay, I see where I'm going, so I build my structure okay. correctly from the ground up so that as we grow, it's not going to over, overwhelm us. So I'm constantly okay. one five steps ahead mm -hmm. of here's our procedures and processes. Here are the people that are going to be doing these things. Yep. And, and investing, it's an investment. Okay, fantastic. So any other marketing tips you can give to people? So besides throwing on our... Wine and Wills. Um, that's why I had my Homes and Hops event a couple a couple months ago. Um, what else would you recommend for marketing purposes? Well, so just coming off the Wine and Wills, I would say for marketing, I think education is huge. In, in almost any type of business that you do, you want to educate more than sell. Mm -hmm. And that makes people feel more comfortable and they can trust you. And then, mm -hmm. then you make the sell yep. if that's what you're doing. 
um, constant, not constant, but regular communication, mm -hmm. but never so loose communication okay. would be the things that I try to continue to, to do. Okay. Staying out and being in the pub public, being in the community that you mm -hmm. want to service and getting to know people and being a part of the chamber. Yep. Goodness sakes, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Well, those are great tips. I appreciate that. Those are more tips than we get for most our guests. So I even just learned a couple of things there. So I'm going to have to improve some of my processes and increase my foundation a little bit. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> but right now, so what we like to do now is we like to take it from the interview. We like to have a little bit of fun. Now, I don't know if you knew about this part, which is probably you were a little bit nervous. I don't think so. Um, we do what we call the lightning round. So I'm just going to ask you some questions. Oh, man. And you just answer the first answer that comes off the top of your head. Okay. Okay. So the standard question we ask everyone, the first question is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Hot dog is not a sandwich. Okay. So everyone has answered the same way on this question. So you're the first guest I'm going to ask this question to. Is a hamburger a sandwich? No. I would say a hamburger is not a sandwich. All right. Still batting a thousand. <laughs> Everyone's gotten it right so far. Okay. Um, if you could be any animal, what would, it, what would you be? Ooh. A dog? Okay. <laughs> it's like I said, first answer. That's first the answer first thing that came to my head. There you go. All right. First celebrity crush. Brad Pitt. Whoa, that's a first one on the podcast. Really? Why Brad Pitt? Oh my gosh. Why Brad Pitt? Is this Pitt? like Thelma and Louise Brad Pitt? Thelma and Louise okay. Brad Pitt. Just, Amen. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> I just wanted to see where we were where we were going with this one. Okay. Um favorite vacation destination. Anywhere there's a beach. Okay. Most famous person you've ever had a conversation with? Oh, just this last week, I met um, John, I can't remember his full name, but he played Gimli in Lord of the Rings. I'm not a Lord of the Rings person, oh so I'm the wrong person to know. But... He's the little... Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, he played Gimli in Lord of the Rings. He played in uh, Indiana Jones. He was okay. in the Indiana Jones friend who actually uh, kind of betrayed him. Trade Indiana Jones. John Reese. Oh, oh, John Reese uh, Mayer. John Reese yeah. Mayer. That's his name. So he played Saul in Indiana Jones. Yes. Oh my yes. God. You met. Where'd you meet him? He was at our Bricks and Minifigs owners conference. So. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That is probably the most famous person that's, I've had a conversation with, a, and that was just last week. That's a good one. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we're gonna have to talk about that one later. Okay. Um, last question. If you could be, if you're on a desert island and you could only take one item. But it can't be something you already have everything you need to survive for that one year by yourself. What one thing could you not live without? A book. That's that's yeah, perfect. There book. you go. All right. Well, that's it. See, you passed. You passed. Oh, wow. Lightning. That's it. We're all done. That was not as difficult. No, that's it. But I really appreciate you being on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. You gave a lot of great information. Um, if anyone wants to contact you and have those difficult conversations, number one, they need to go to Wine and Wells. So how do they how do they get on the schedule for that? And then how do they find you to have a meeting? So yeah, I'm glad you said that. I highly recommend that come to one of, and it's not always wine. We do whiskey and wills. Time out. No, no, no. So you need to lead with that one. I was told it was just wine. If I had known it was whiskey, I'd be coming like once a month. Yeah, no, we've added whiskey that is, to the, because we have to appeal to those people who don't like okay. wine. We're yeah. going to chat about and this one too. And we are doing a Saturday brunch now. Sometimes. Oh, my God. So, okay. Yeah. We're okay. appealing to all, all the likes, okay. whether it's just brunchy food, wine, whiskey. But anyway, it's, and at any of them, it's the same educational okay. process. But definitely come to one of those to open your eyes to see what you really need to and get on the same page with your spouse and you can go to our website 
buildthiswall.com. Okay. And you can go to our events page and register there. Okay. You can call our office uh, at 817-264-7447 Perfect. for any other information. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you doing this. We'll see you around the chamber. Um, hopefully the events are successful, and hopefully Bricks and Minifigs will be successful as well. Um, I'll make sure to bring my son down because he is very much into Legos right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but thank you so much, and hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and we will talk to you guys soon. Take care.